to very special issue. Issue, no. <laughs> issue of up to and including death. Um, my name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. I'm John Brewer. And I'm Stephen Gross. And this is episode 60, and it's my birthday. And so last week we weren't able to record because I threw out my back because someone didn't take out the trash on... <sighs> And I had to do it, and I busted my back. Um, I don't know who it could be. I didn't understand you're an invalid. Oh, so. apparently he forgot everything about me. Just anyway, a weak woman. I'm a weak woman who hurt her back and had to be in like basically traction for days. Uh, but anyway, so it's my birthday. Did I beat Water Ganon in Breath of the Wild all by myself and didn't have to get my big brother to help me? Very loudly. Very loudly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I did that, and I am proud of myself. I freed a divine beast. But what's really important today, so we're watching Ripper 2 Letter letter from Within, right? John and I watched oh, even the original. the name is awful. I John, just... John and I watched the original Ripper Letter from Hell. Now, and this... it is one of our most popular episodes. It's one of our most popular episodes because this is one of our best movies. And here's oh, the thing. Oh, here's the thing. Is it letter from within or letters from within? The DVD that we got it's definitely letters. legitimately says letters. It's the title card says letters. <laughs> the title card says that, but everything else says letter. It's Ripper 2 letter from within. Okay, so basically there's an amazing sequel to Ripper <laughs> letters from letter from, letter from hell. That's how they get you. It's not letters. It's letter. There was um, just one. And Stephen, as a part of my beautiful birthday present, just watched Ripper, Letter from Hell. And it's his new favorite movie. It's, he says it's great. Oh, we're just slanderizing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're slanderizing. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, uh, because it's my birthday, would you please give me a summary <laughs> Of the amazing film that you just watched. Okay. I just finished watching it. It may be one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Like, it starts off with this seizure-inducing hellscape of an outside scene. It's raining everywhere. The camera cuts in and off like they haven't powered the battery up. Uh, The main star who has blonde hair, like, bleach blonde hair in a bedrobe is running around from a serial killer and she comes across her friend who's dead but not he's but oh he's not dead he grabs her arm and then it's five years later and they're sitting in what has to be the worst college i have ever seen because i say worst because there's only 10 people that attend this college it's saved by the bell university no saved by the bell had background actors (laughs) they did so they're sitting in this classroom and it's dimly lit, and nobody's asleep, which that's how you know it's bullshit. The professor's up there, and he talks like this the entire time he's talking like this. And if you're sitting in the back, you're not getting any notes from the lecture. So he goes through, and he's talking about serial killers and for a, a profiling class for college. A freshman? I mean, this, is what peop- <laughs> this is what people who go to college for screenwriting think that college actually is because they take no other course classes other than screenwriting and English too. Anyway, so he's talking about it and he's wondering if uh, he's asked him, can you pick a serial killer? And then they're like, well, no. And then one lady's like, yes, I can because da-da-da-da-da and I have the brain of a thousand sons and I'm powering the room right now. 
But he goes, okay, that's cool. So he locks the door with a freaking button. And then he goes and he slices some students' throats. But it's okay because it's just a joke. Gotcha. And so they all skedaddle out and they go to some weird-ass party that's playing fake Rob Zombie this music. This is a really good play-by-play, but please continue. So I think you like this movie. It's, it's a Halloween party. So they're all dancing and they're all there and there's some weird... And like, oh, I forgot to mention that she has a weird-ass friend from school that was at the school with her five years ago when the serial killer thing went down. He wasn't involved with it, or he might have been. I'll get to that later. But anyway, he's there and it looks like he's banged one of the ladies from the school, right? So then the same person in the same mask goes and stabs the chick in the gut she manages to get away. She runs to a gigantic, gigantic person-sized hole in the floor, looks down at the party going on underneath it, screams from help, and instead of going through the hole, runs away, and then she winds up getting, like, crawling out onto some weird chain thing. No, she gets thrown out the window, and she gets her foot caught by a chain. By the way, this will be a theme for all other people killed in this movie. They wind up hanging from a ledge somehow. So wait, just to pause, the person on the chain is not the main character, Molly, who was in the with the blonde hair in the beginning. This the person <sighs> on the chain is one of the classmates that had sex. And so therefore she has to die first. That's right. Which brings me to another point. All of these people look alike. <laughs> I don't want to sound racist, but all these white people look identical. Like I it, I was having to tell them apart by their hair color. Well, one had horrible hair and one had a French accent. Yeah, yeah. which turns out to be true. Like, it's yeah. a real French accent. But it sounded like a fake French yeah. accent. Yeah. <laughs> but so anyway, she's dangling there about 30 stories up uh, out in front of Anytown, USA. Nobody notices, but he pulls up the chain, kills her again, throws her through a pane glass window, and everybody notices that crap. So, yeah. so now one of their friends is dead. So now this isn't just a profiling class. This is real life now. And so they get together and they start and they decide, hey, we're going to solve this. We are first year, first semester freshmen, but we're going to solve this case. Fuck the police. So friend number two is driving down the road. listening. She is blonde. She is blonde. <laughs> In the Jeep. Listening to... Yeah. Generic gin blossoms or whatever it was. I, don't think, I, think gin blossoms, I think that was generic limp biscuit. Yeah, generic limp biscuit. Is this Europe? No, it's Canada and England. It's and the United in, States. But the movie set takes yeah. place in the yeah. US. Oh, I didn't actually know that. If you watched the movie, you'd think it was made in like Croatia or something. <laughs> anyway, she's driving down. Croatia's nice. And she's having a good time, you know, not a care in the world, even though her friend just died. Like, literally oh, a week prior. And hello to our one listener in Croatia. Hi! Hey. I love Croatia. No offense. I love Return of the Living Dead The 5. Mediterranean there is so blue. And we have one listener in Croatia. Hi, listener so in Croatia. We notice you. Anyway, a big black car, a truck drives up, starts smashing into the back of her. She starts freaking out. You know, and like they have like this, like, driver, like, kind of a... Thing. And she's just like screaming at the top of her lungs and still maintaining control of her car, jerking the wheel around and stuff. Finally, though, they get to the edge of a cliff and, the, you know, and they pause and it hits. But luckily for you, the car gets stuck on the cliff edge. So mm-hmm. she's like, all right, what oh. do I do now? She looks out. the. She stands there for about, it felt like 10 minutes just sitting there collecting mm-hmm. herself. So she gets, she looks out the uh, driver's side door and it's, 
the, the drop-off is too steep. She can't get up. So she goes, okay, well, I'm going to get out the other side. And as soon as, and I will say this, as soon as she got up, that car hit the bumper. I thought that was pretty cool. Knocks the car off the edge, uh, and she shoots right out of the uh, windshield. windshield. And she falls, and she catches a cliffside, and she's hanging yeah, there. she's doing a good job. And she's screaming, and we're like, all right, well, you know, she could climb down. And then it fades to black. Also, it was implied that she was going to go have sex with someone. Yeah. On yeah. the way there. But so It might not have been fake Limp Bizkit on that, because I just mixed her up with the other nondescript white lady in a Jeep. Right, yeah. So there's comes later. So yeah, I don't yeah. remember what the nondescript music in this for the <laughs> so nondescript That was pop music. So okay. it fades to black, and it doesn't say what happened. This, she is like 300 feet above the ground. She's hanging off a cliff edge. The, the killer guy is looking down. He's got this scary-looking mask on, so you can't see his or her face. Looking down at Faze of Black. And then somehow, somehow, the masked guy climbed down the cliffside, grabbed her, stabbed her 37 times. They're very specific about that. And then flung him over, her over his shoulder, climbed back up the cliffside. <laughs> yeah. Walked her to her his car, drove to his uh, wherever he dropped him off, and then dumped the body. And yeah, makes sense. So are you trying to say this isn't realistic? I'm saying that there's like <laughs> supernatural aspects to it. Well, this guy must be pretty strong he and must tall. Be. Uh, he's, beefy dude. Whoever yeah. this dude is, he is a Chad among Chads. <laughs> but he is. So person number two dies. Wow, and we're only like 20 minutes into the movie. Oh, and there was like a long talk about um, like Jack the Ripper at some point in the oh, very yeah. beginning, which, yeah. is the, which ties the whole thing together. Yeah, because she like schools that, her professor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. This first year, that's what I mentioned at the beginning of this movie when I was watching it. This is like a, uh, a freshman college wish fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Like, this is written like the screenwriter was just chewed out by their professor for saying something stupid. Yep. And then he went, he or she went home and said, well, I'm going to do, like, yeah. This is like the, this never happened subreddit. Yeah. Oh, or like. That happens. So yes. it's like, there's this movie called God's Not Dead where Kevin Sorrell, oh, yeah. oh, a philosophy oh. professor, and he makes everyone write the name God on a paper and step on it and then gets into a series of debates with That's the child. so horrible. And the thing is like, Kevin Sorbo, if you have a PhD in philosophy, you should be able to decimate a freshman on any subject. What are you also doing? would be fired. Yeah, yeah. Dude, there would be like there's so many you know, ethics violations. You actually, <laughs> but also like you have like a class to teach, and the idea that someone would decide to just do like if someone is so narcissistic that they make kids do this, they're not going to let someone else speak. No, yeah, it's just going to be a lecture class. So there's a lot of holes, and what? as a philosophy professor, I just find it repugnant. Ugh. But I don't think the, there's any holes in any Kevin Sorbo. But like, yeah, film. the criminal profile hey, professor. Hey, Cole was amazing. The, the criminal profile professor oh, who Lord. actually worked for the FBI and did all this stuff had to be told more about yeah. the Ripper story. How she's so, how he's so wrong, and and all she did was find that stuff on the internet. Like anyone can get that. Just like every. Okay, sorry. So we had the girl that was in the jeep stabbed okay. to death thirty-seven times. So a lot of stuff happens in between that death and the next death. A lot like there's a cop that followed the woman. I think her name is Molly. Uh, uh, doesn't matter. Followed the woman from wherever the hell it was that she was at before 
And like he only carries a kitchen knife, a large kitchen knife. It's a knife. chef's knife. It's a yeah. chef. Yeah, it's huge. They never explain why, or if they did, I didn't hear it. Why he has the damn thing? He just peels apples with so it. Yeah. Molly is at <laughs> one of the scenes of uh, the killing, right? So, oh yeah, this is another thing. These kids are allowed to go everywhere. Like, no matter the crime scene, they are allowed to just walk their dirty little feet all over the place. Into morgues. Into morgues. We'll get to that part. Don't worry. (laughs) So, that's coming up. Anyway, she is at the crime scene of the first victim. There's blood everywhere. It literally just happened the night before. So, the detective... Squish, squish, squish. The detective, by the way... This is a different city, different jurisdiction. And that he cop is from another country. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's also like Croatian. Where are you going to Croatia? Yeah. But I do think he was Croatian. Yeah. So. Yeah, contact us, Croatian listener. He doesn't. <laughs> he, so he's not on this case. But he's allowed to walk in there, too, with a giant kitchen knife. And he's eating. While he's in the crime scene, and this woman is walking around, just getting her dirty little feet all over the place. And so... Does this look like blood to you? So the cop thinks, cop thinks, you know what? Five years ago, a bunch of people died around you, and a bunch of people are dying around you now. I'm thinking it's you. And she's like, well, I don't think so. Blah, 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 like all indignant. As soon as that happened, I was like, oh, this bitch did. (laughs) So... Getting to the morgue. So, white woman number three. All right, because they're all enchanted. Okay, so the first one had black hair, but it was long. All right, the second one had blonde hair. The third one had black hair, but it was curly and braided some weird, in some weird, yep. like, kilted like two way. two braids in the front. Yeah. So, she's in the morgue, where the dead bodies are of her friends. <laughs> and More than one, dude. That's normal. She has... The autopsy report of the of her friends. By the way, our lead character Hall, Molly is an expert hacker who hacks into the FBI database <laughs> from to, a, from a library from computer. a library computer <laughs> and got like her professor's uh, dossier, which was classified by the FBI. Yeah. So, Wait, can you guys not do that with library computers? I hack, yeah, hack into the mainframe. <laughs> so anyway. The white woman number three. She's and she's looking at the body of her friends, and she's talking into her tape recorder like someone who was about to do an autopsy, which is yes. what she was about to do. Oh my she God. had she had the scalpel and she had all this other instruments set out. She was about to perform an autopsy on her friend. Why would she need to? They all died of many stabbing. Well, doesn't matter. Autopsy hobbyists hey, in college. How she how they died does not matter. She's a freshman in college. <laughs> she wouldn't have been able to find that out. So her dad's a doctor. I wonder if She's I could join the family business. I wonder if I could do freelance hobby autopsies. No. Apparently oh. in this universe you can. I did one year of psychology in college. <laughs> So, okay, so she hears, she hears... More, mo- wait, sorry. They just refer, re, to respond. John has more psychology experience than these children so who I are should, doing autopsies. Yeah, first so semester. I should be able to, lo- no, to do freelance autopsies. Like, this is like Xavier's school for the gifted. They're like X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> so, Without any of the skills, yeah. She hears knowledge. movement in the morgue, right? And by the way, this morgue is big. 
and all the lights are off. And it has fisheye cameras. Oh, no. Yeah, lens eye camera. Yeah, fish. Uh, so uh, she hears it and she immediately runs out of there. She's scared. Yeah. Not because she thought she was getting caught, but because she thought there was a killer in the room with her. Because who else would be in a morgue with right. all the dead people? So she runs into all these dark rooms and she's hiding. And then the next thing you know, boom, she gets stabbed in the back by a, a syringe full of yellow liquid, which had not been pressed down. So whatever was in that syringe did not go into her body. Just, and she just, just got injected by nothing. She, she, and she, she went into shock. Out. So she passes out and I, she wakes up on the autopsy table. And this is where it gets really weird. <laughs> This is where. Because she's visited by the ghosts of the victims of Jack the Ripper. <laughs> they're coming up to her and talking to her. And they're saying, don't worry, it'll all be over soon. And they're talking information that she probably has no way of knowing. So this is real. <laughs> this is actually happening to her. It's just in the zeitgeist. You know that, so, the Ripper comes up and slices her belly and, you know, fade to black, just like the other one. We never actually see her die. And we come to, and she's dead too. And the news gets broken. The main character, so they're all decided they're going off to a retreat and they're all going to like, you know, lay low, you know, because the killer's there. So He's, go into the woods. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go into absolute seclusion. <laughs> no internet here. No one around. No generators. Except a telephone that's connected to a satellite dish somehow. And no one's phones huh? work. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't want to call 911 or anything no. of a killer. There's no landline out there. Nope. It's only connected to their satellite dish. Yeah, so, I mean, and satellites are always fine. There's For no, telephones? Yes. Yeah, stare, yeah, Everybody knows no, about their old satellite there's phones. There's no kind of like weather situation that could happen to make a satellite not no. work. So, Molly did not tell the rest of her group that she had survived what probably is the same serial killer five years prior because it was none of their business and it's my business. And well, I she don't... told the professor, right? She told, well, the professor already knew. Who she went to pound town with. Well, or not, yet. Or not yet. Not sorry. yet. <laughs> sorry, Steve. It's all a blur. Yeah. So Not to Steve. No. This is fresh. I love it. So, Molly's walking up from doing God knows what, and the one of the guys, interchangeable white guy, number two. Meanwhile, around this time is when I beat Gannon. They're all the same because yeah. there are no no By the way, about white people. I'm also watching this while Trisha's screaming at the top of her lungs, <laughs> beating the first easiest boss in my Zelda. It was really hard. I never faced Gannon before. It took her three days. Yeah. <laughs> She's out there like split Dark Souls. Anyway, <laughs> and I'm trying hard to get drunk. Yes. So interchangeable white guy number uh, two, I think, he runs. He runs up on Molly, runs up and goes, "Hey, interchangeable white guy number white girl number three is dead." <clears throat> She's like, "Oh dear me, really? My stars!" And she <laughs> grabs her by the arm, hard as shit, hard as hell, and like, "Why didn't you tell us that the same thing that happened to you five years prior?" Is happening right now to us, and you did not say a word about it. And the movie tries to make you sympathize with the woman who put all their lives at risk. She knew from the first day that this guy was after her. <laughs> it's the same exact killing, too. And it's she, the same thing. It's the exact same thing. And she's like, 
get your hands off of me. And the movie's like, yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> and so. But she did finally wash her hair. No, not yet. Not by this point. I thought. Oh, I thought that's no, when she washed after her hair. she bangs the professor. Yeah. Spoilers. She sleeps with her teacher. It's gross. And he's like, wash her hair. Yeah, wash your hair before we do anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you she smell, has you smell like a fake dreads. <laughs> she has like faux dreads. So they're not really dreads. They're like your hair is so nasty and stiff that you can, yeah. you know, just run your hair like a piece of play-doh through your hands. So it's bacon hair. Just as a as a woman with hair, her hair is actually very clean. What they've done is every day they do a wash and a blowout, and then they take a crap load of gel. Why? And they twist it to make it look like, like bacon. it's dirty. But if you look at her scalp, her hair is clean. Why yes, would they do that? But That's a great question. However... That's not what is happening in the movie itself. No, she's in the movie itself, be... she's on the run yes. from the serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Because it's from two thousand and one. Yeah, I have never seen anybody ever do that on purpose. I mean, in like in the early nineties, they did. Yeah. in the early nineties, in the grunge scene, they were doing. I was that. alive then, and I didn't. Well, never you were seen alive anybody. in the UP. What's yeah. that supposed to mean? It means you only have people with only beers. clean people. I mean, only I saw that, and I was flannel. pretty sheltered. We did well, yeah. The grunge yeah, scene. Honestly, we were, I we liked were the that look. I honestly liked that look, but she has a bad version of that look. But like the um, think like, think the lead singer to garbage. That's I like what Shirley, she looked like. Shirley she looked Manson like Shirley always looked, but clean. not good. No, no, no. If Shirley Manson had done that hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but let's continue. So they're all in a fight at the at the yeah. secluded retreat. So she smacks him in the face, and the guy doesn't do anything. Yeah. So she runs off, and cue the angsty female montage, baby, because she runs, and it, it's intercut. She is running down a street, and she's also in her house, and she's painting her wall, like, with spray paint. And she's destroying her house, and then it just back, she's running down the street, and it's all like, you know, a crazy whatever, Lil, video. Lil Affair music yeah. like going on. It looks like a crazy town Lil video. Lil Affair is definitely the vibe they're going for. It's like, it was angsty chick soundtrack music. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the only thing it didn't have was her cutting her hair in the bathroom mirror. That's the only <laughs> thing it didn't have. Or an Alanis Morissette song. Yeah. So they couldn't get the rights to Alanis oh, Morissette. No way. So she's doing all this, and her professor appears. Which again, her professor knows where she lives, and I—that's th- so gross. Like I lived when I uh, first started uh, teaching up here. I lived around the corner from some of my students, and it unnerved me because I'd be walking to the store and be like, "Hi guys." Yeah. And neither of us liked that and pretended like it would never happen. Why do you know where she lives, man? No, it's creepier than that. He was at the big fight at the house. Yeah. He saw her leave mm-hmm. and he followed her As she to ran. her house. Oh, she did not right. know where she lived. Oh, my God. She followed, he he followed her. He follow because so, she ran and he was in a car. So he comes in and he's like, he tells some story about when he was in the FBI. He's clearly there to get laid. Yeah. And that's what happens. He gets laid and he takes off the shirt and he's got cuts everywhere. And apparently he lost a fight with a serial killer. Who cares? Moving on. They had sex. They get up the next day and they wind up back at the house 
that they were all beating at. Which, if there was a serial killer, her weird middle of nowhere, like, hovel she was living yeah. in would be the perfect place to be. Yep. So, wow. they you're, get back. They've run into this on Birdemic. <laughs> like, they're in buildings. This is better than Birdemic. They're in buildings for the first half of the movie, and then a Birdemic happens, and they never go through doors again. <laughs> so, they get back, and, and so, the main chick is taking a shower at this point. So, she... I like how and at no point does anybody draw any notice to this fact that her hair now is clean without dreads and it's pulled back and she's wearing clean clothes. She's been wearing the same outfit for two straight weeks, by the way. Oh, yeah. So no one notices, but we all uh, we all know that the professor made her go to the fucking bathroom yeah, he's take like, a shower. He's like, you smell horrible. So, <laughs> Before they went to bed, he said yeah. to... They're, they're all like, you know, we could figure this out. We're all smart people. We'll just think our way out. And so the professor goes, what do we know? And the woman, Molly, goes, well, you know, actually, and, you know, this is going to sound weird, but my friend from high school five years ago who was with around the scene of the murders follows me to my college, and he's here now. And I rejected him. He wanted to. He wanted to join the group. He, you know, he wanted to be part of our group. But I was like, no, your forehead's too big, and <laughs> we don't accept five heads. But he hides it. We no, he does not, Trish. It's, it's so creepy. Like in the background, it, the entire time, he's like the hash singing slasher on SpongeBob. <laughs> so they're like, oh. Snap, that's gotta be who that is. Oh, I feel so much better now. Sigh relief. You know what, guys? Let's call the police. Beer's on me. So the professor goes, picks up the phone, and oddly enough, a phone line that's connected to a satellite dish goes out in the middle of a rainstorm. Well, Nana's satellite always went out when it rained. Nana also had AT&T as well. (laughs) <laughs> she also had AT&T. She, she had a DSL line running into that damn house. I know because I'm the one who helped pay the bill. Why did you Why would you have a satellite dish in coastal Georgia? Yeah. Like it rains every 30 That's minutes. That's what she had. So, yeah. Like up here we just it makes sense. stop watching things. Up here it makes sense. That's when you read books. Cuz it never rains here. Yeah. So Ugh. They call phones out and it's pouring down rain and it's thundering everywhere. So, by the way, it's thundering, but it's never lightning. No. <laughs> it's always just thundering. So They can't afford the lightning. Oh, fuck no. They, one of them comes up with the idea. They say, listen, this guy's following Jack the Ripper, and he's taking our names, and he's following our initials. And the initials are the same initials of the people that Jack the Ripper killed in the first place. I would like to point out that this is a random classroom. With random people. Oh, they were chosen for that classroom, though, weren't oh, they? Yeah, by, their, by their initials. I will get to that point. Oh, okay. Which will make what you said wrong and what <laughs> I'm saying now. This is a pointless observation. So, <laughs> anyway, their initials are, um, you know, the 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 order that they're going to all die in, kind of like Final Destination. Yeah. Don't I couldn't oh, be bothered. Final Destination is way better. Yeah, but like the order, there's an yeah, order that they're going to be killed. Because you're sullying yeah. the name of. I, I won't even. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what the names are because it doesn't matter. Nope. So, oh, anyway, they decide. You know what? 
We're going to do the smart thing. We're going to hunker down. We're going to stay in this house until morning. And everybody's like, yeah. And at this point, I was like, this is great. They should do this. And then they decided to split up the group. So, uh, interchangeable white chick who happens to be French number four. Oh, yeah, her. Goes with interchangeable white dudes one and two. Are there just two of them? I and then know. the creepy friend from high school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he gets. He's actually a creepy friend from high school, so he's not and interchangeable. Then was, and then there's yeah. Willem Dafoe. Willem, not oh, yeah. Willem Dafoe. The uh, the uh, detective looks just like Willem Dafoe's stunt double, <laughs> and he talks like he wants to be yeah. Alan Rickman. And the yes. uh, professor is a British guy that looks like he is somebody, but he isn't. <laughs> um, Jesus. So they pile in the car in the jeep. They have a jeep. It's pouring down rain. Then they're driving down the road. And it's pitch black. It's pitch black, pouring down rain. There's a serial killer after them. Who, by the way, the person that's going to be killed next, according to his initials, is driving the car. And and he's blaring the knockoff. And so... This is where the knockoff flip biscuit comes in. And so they're driving down the road, blaring music. Knockoff flip biscuit. Televising their whereabouts to the entirety of the forest. Everything's fine. And then, of course, the Jeep breaks down. Kinda? And it dies. Yeah. And so, interchangeable guy number one and two, they do the old movie trope where guys, you know, in high-stress situations, you know, we can't just have conversations nope. with each other. We have to scream at our top of our lungs, threaten violence, and then get to the part. So... And the woman is always going to be the clear-headed one, even though she's just in as much danger as everybody yep. else. So, the guy, interchangeable guy number two, he decides, and he's kind of like the group leader, kind of, you know, but it's not really because he's only been on screen for a grand total of 20 minutes this entire movie. He decides he's climbing up the mountain to fix the satellite dish, which apparently is up the mountain. Before he says this... He says that he has no idea how to fix Or maybe, a like, car. leave the mountain or not have gone into the Ooh. middle of nowhere in the first place. But you place. can't fix a satellite no. dish when it's in heavy rain. Before he leave, before he said he was going to fix the dish, he says he has no idea how to yeah. fix cars. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm looking at. By the way, I'm going to do complex technical repair on a satellite dish. <laughs> I'll put it on a mountain in the middle of a rainstorm. Maybe there's a bear on it. So, he takes off. And what happens after this is probably the best part of the movie. It's the most nonsensical yeah, part of the movie. But the it's movie the best out. part. So, uh, the, number two gets out. And he's like, well, alright, woman, you sit behind the car with the wheel. Do not start this car before <laughs> until I tell you to. Which is important because he's, he's, he's driving a Jeep. And Jeeps have enormous little fans that will cut your hand off if you stick your hand down there. Yeah, you can't do that. So, this guy says he has no idea how to fix a car. But he's familiar with how Jeeps operate. And that wasn't his Jeep, by the way. I, we, there, I don't know where it came from. So, he gets back there, right? And the French lady, she's there, and she's behind the wheel. And she's like, all right, I have one job. I ain't going to fuck this up. And it's just sitting here. It's like just waiting. It's like waiting for him. It's like when mm-hmm. your dad is working on the car. Yeah. And you're like, he's like, stand behind there. He sit by the wheel, turn the key when I tell you to. And you're like, that's your whole universe. Oh, God, don't mess this up. I did that with one of my children, and she nearly put my car into a snowbank. Yep, that's fair. (laughs) So that's what she's doing. He's over there, you know, doing his thing. 
And he's trying to work on this car, and there's a loose wire, apparently, which he knows how to fix, by the way, but don't worry, he doesn't know how to fix cars. The French lady's sitting in the car, and out of nowhere, boom, she gets knocked out, like, with a pipe or something like that. Excellent. So, she screams. No, she screams real loud when this happens, because the guy grabs her first. She's like, oh my god, no, and then boom, pipe. That guy who's working on the car is, uh, what, two feet away from this? It is a Even closer because his head's like in yeah. the car. Yeah, Jeeps aren't huge. He does not hear any of this. <laughs> and I'm surprised the right... I know the rest of the house heard me screaming at the TV at this point. Yeah, I did, yeah. So, <laughs> he's working on it and he's getting it. He's getting it to where it can start. And all of a sudden, the car starts just woo, 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 like that. And he pulls his hand back. He's like, what are you doing? I told you not to do blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, back to it. <laughs> Sticks his hand down again, and this is like like long thirty minute hold your breath suspense scene where he's doing it, and the car's about to start. Killer starts the car, hand gets caught right. The hood falls down on his hand. The woman wakes up. The killer bolts. The woman wakes up, sees the guy saying help, help, turn off the car, slams on the accelerator, <laughs> drives the guy into <sighs> a, a tree. Yep. And she gets out, she looks at him, <laughs> and out of nowhere, she just gets knocked the hell out. Good. <laughs> so she crawls around, she gets up, and she runs through the woods, and the, um, no, your typical woman running through the woods. Oh, style. God, there's a tree. I will point this out, though. She was wearing boots with heels on there, so that can't be easy to run no. through the woods. So she gets to a sawmill. You have to be fashionable when you're hiding. Right, instead of kicking the heels off. Yeah. So, well, they were boots. I would still and they were nice-looking boots, too. <laughs> so she gets to a gigantic building, which uh, turns out to be a sawmill. <laughs> she goes inside. Yeah. She leans against the wall and hits one button. It's like a red button. <laughs> Not even the green button, and, but the red button. And it starts... The entire sawmill. Everything goes on. And that's when she gets confronted by Five Head, the weird friend from high school. And everybody who thought, everybody thought that he was the killer, he goes, wait, 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 wait. It's not me. It's not me. I promise. Pinky swear. It's, uh, but you have to listen. You know, the killer's coming. I know who it is. And she hits, just knees him right in the jewels, and she runs, and they fall off the balcony and right into the chute where the logs fall into. Excellent. Yeah, because there's no safety precautions on None. the balcony where the logs fall. And the, what are the odds, too? Yeah, yeah, weird. So they land in there. There's a log in front of them, and I'm thinking, all right, they should just back up but then a log lands behind them oh no and five head is sitting is in the front and he's facing he's like oh god we gotta do something we gotta you know we gotta help us help me and then the saw just cuts him in twain leaves him like a sheet of paper he's like well the bad guy's dead and every sawmill when they shut down for the weekend leaves logs on the conveyor oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's like these people it's not an event immediately it's like like it's five (laughs) o'clock Hey, hit the green button. We're out of here. <laughs> Shut the whole thing down. <laughs> so, so the woman, the, so the guy's boot. Now, these are saws that cut law, trees in half. Like, they're heavy-duty saws. 
when the guy gets, you know, spliced through there, his boot gets caught underneath the saw. And it's just a normal old, you know, like, hiking boot. It is, it's nothing, like, crazy. It's not made out of, like, vibranium or anything. Mm-hmm. But it stops everything. Yeah, that's It stops yeah, the saws, and it stops the entire... I'm surprised that lights didn't go off. <laughs> so she manages... There's, like, an, an escape hatch in the chute there, which, like, is the only safety precaution I think this place has taken. <laughs> she crawls underneath... And she's like, okay, she's safe from the saw that's is right there. Is this the there. French girl? Or yeah, no? this okay, is yeah. French girl. But you didn't mention Professor X. Maybe it was adamantium. It could have been adamantium boots. His power is the ability yeah. to have footwear. <laughs> yeah. So she's staring up in the log. I mean, the log saw is just stop, and she can see the boot. And somehow where she's at... There's another saw right there. There's like 30 saws right around where she's at. And she sees it and like, she's like trying to scoot underneath the saw, you know, and it's before it cuts her in half. And she stops to stare at the boot. And she doesn't just like stop for a second. She stops for like 20 seconds to stare at the boot that's keeping her alive. And then the boot dislodges, and she dies. But they don't show it, because there's no gore in this movie. It's rated like G. They, well, they couldn't afford it's the like, gore. It's like a Disney version, <laughs> Disney movie. So, like... I don't think Ripper was a Disney film, movie. but close. Yeah, I mean... Anyway, those two die, right? They are never brought up again. There's no... no, Not even telling if they were bodies were even found. The, I mean, because those workers could probably just come in and work around them the way the state of that uh, yeah, law. they didn't give a shit about it. No. So, it comes back to Molly, and she hacks into the FBI database again. So <laughs> that's a thing. From, by the way, she's, I just realized this, they had no phone service. No, they didn't, but they could still log but into the FBI But she still has, <laughs> it says clear as day on their online FBI database. Yeah. Didn't so, they only have dial-up in 2002? No, oh, they had, they had uh, I high had, speed. I had cable. But you didn't have it in the middle of the woods. No. So, it was close, and I had it in 2002. <laughs> so, she finds out that the blood under the nails was um, belonged to the kid, uh, interchangeable guy number one, who went up the hill to fix a satellite dish. He never really reported back whether or not he fixed that satellite dish, but he got back because he was knocking on the door, and Molly decides, I'm not trusting anybody. Yeah. And so at this point, we have Molly, who's final girl. We have interchangeable guy number one, who skedaddled up the mountain. Yeah. And we have Professor. Yeah. And, and, and cop. And cop. Yeah. And cop. Who's, you know, they cut back to him He's every once in a while. Now. Like, whenever there's a dead body, like, they'll see, they'll show him, like, discovering the dead body. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, he's leaving a trail. Yuck. So, <laughs> she's like, oh my God, the killer could be anybody. And so she runs out into the woods with a fire poker. That's reasonable. Which she immediately drops because she's looking straight up in the air and it's turning around. Like twirling around, well, the trees like trees uh, are so pretty. Like you know how um, I know what you did last summer, mm-hmm. where uh, what's your face walks out into the quad and like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> it's kind of like what she's doing there. She's twirling around. So obviously she falls and she drops her poker, and she gets back up, and 
I'm fairly certain, yeah, it was the guy who skedaddled up the mountain. He's there. And she picks up a big old burnt piece of wood and knocks the hell out of him. <laughs> and she runs off. Yeah. And then the, it cuts to the guy, and like he's like, it's from his just face, on, camera on his face, and the cam- the axe gets picked up. By the way, one of them grabbed an axe. Not that it doesn't matter. But he sees the killer, but we don't see the killer. Like the old psycho oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Axe comes down. Boom. Uh, you know, that's final scene for that guy. She circles back around to this scene, by the way. She's supposed to run away. Oh, yeah. And she winds up there, back there. Probably because she's twirling around too much. <laughs> and the professor is... Over, you know, over him, uh, over the guy, and he has the axe. And Molly's like, "I knew it! I knew it was you! It's you who did it!" And like, he's like, "What are you talking about? It's not me! Of course, it's not me! I could, I could prove it! I, you know, it's like, no, I saw the FBI report. It was you! You did it!" And I was like, "Molly, so he's like, I, what the hell are you talking about?" He's holding the axe though. Yeah. He's like, "Listen, I want to talk." And then, boom! Somebody hits him in the back of the head. Bow! He falls down. And I'm like, "Oh, thank God." Thank God, someone's going to die soon. And this movie will be over. But, turns out it's a cop. And he's holding his kitchen knife. His apple knife. It's in his hand still. Everything's fine. And But, like, he walks up to Molly and he's like, Molly's like, no, don't kill me, please. He's like, you know, what are you doing? Shut up. And she's like, okay, I believe you. (laughs) He's holding a knife. I have a necklace. Yeah, he's like, this is the final clue. This is what we've been waiting for. So, she thinks back, oh, while this is happening, while this is happening, she sees a vision of the blonde lady from the beginning of the movie. Which is her. Yes. We're not supposed to know it's her, but we oh, all know it's no, her. No, we know it's her because yeah. they told like, us that it was her. So, she walks over, she puts her hand on the professor. That's how we know it was the professor who did it. And she was like, no, it's like, the, the cop who was manic at this point. We oh, have the proof. This is the final piece of information we need. It was like a necklace. He's giving a, it you know, to her. It was like an old... Get your DNA it on a it. cross. It was a crucifix. And yeah. he's like, this was at the last murder. But it was like an old, dirty dress, too, with blood all over yeah. it. So, cuts to, and um, like all that happens. And then it's like this weird like flashback to the beginning of it where the uh, Molly was running from the killer. And it turns out... Molly was the killer. She's holding her own apple knife, but it's not for carving apples. So it's for carving Adam's apples. It goes like that. Five years later, the professor had been arrested for the murders that Molly did, and he's on death row, and he's being executed via electric chair. Five years because we still do that. Because that takes like twenty years. Yeah. but well, five years if you have no appeals. Yeah, if you're living in Texas, maybe, yeah. but it takes a while. Oh, Texas, it's like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what did uh, Ron White say? We have a drive-thru. <laughs> <No. laughs> so, five years later, it turns out she is a successful writer. Uh, I guess she got her degree, I don't know. They never yeah. specified, but she's going. She's got she, black hair. Yep, yeah, and she's like all proud of herself that she beat it. And she walks out of her hotel room. Into 1888. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. She walks into 1888, the year of our Lord, 1888. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, so. and she's still dressed yeah. like it's 2001. 
Yeah. Yeah, Rob Zombie came from 1888, and, right? I mean, he <laughs> wishes he did. He's, but so... I bet he smells like he did. <laughs> as, yeah. So, she's walking through this dirt-covered street in the middle of... I guess it would have to be London, because it's Jack the Ripper. Yes, of course. And... So she was Jack the Ripper, right? Yeah, that's what she was. Jack the Ripper in night in eighteen in yeah. yeah, and then she wakes up in well, she's a reciting one of the letters to herself yeah. too. But yeah. then she wakes up and she's handcuffed to a hospital bed, and she's got that red hair again. Yeah, and she's screaming at the top of her lungs. So the question is, is that's the end of the movie? That's the end of the movie, and we're about to find out what happens. And what I love is, Steve, as my birthday present, you just spent forty five minutes. Telling me the plot to Ripper 1. And so now we get to watch Ripper 2. So not only did you have to watch it the first time. I had to relive it. You just relived it. And it sounds like it made a pretty good impression on you. I think you've come around to liking it. No. (laughs) This is by far one of the worst movies and not in a good way. But I think think that like the cinematography. Was bad. What? the, The clothes. Was generic. The setting was it took place in three rooms. The acting was stilted and awful. <laughs> you forgot about the music. The music was a I'm surprised they weren't sued by the original band. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So we're gonna be watching Ripper to Letter from Within, which Letter or Letters? It's letter. It's singular. So the we title have, card says letters. The title card on Wikipedia right here, that's the original probably poster. This we is have the, the DVD. Yeah, we are the only three people you, that will ever see this movie. John, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you yourself ta- said I had that a this hell is... of a time finding this DVD for you. <laughs> and you said that Happy it... Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday to the ground. Yeah. No, you <laughs> yourself said that ground. it looked like it was just a burned CD that someone made. Yeah, it, was, it? it was wrapped, but it had scratches on no, it. No, that's the official release. We hope you can't watch this. It's written and produced by Johnny Curtis and Pat Vermel. Right? It's directed by Jonas Quastel, starring Aaron Carplunk and Nicholas Irons. Aaron Carplunk plays Molly, the main character from the last one. So, wait, wait, wait. What's her name? Aaron Carplunk. Okay, because A.J. Cook Carplunk. played the, the uh, first one. Yeah, so this is a different one. <laughs> oh, God. We're not having and a... So, and then this was so bad that she didn't want to be connected to the no. actress. The actors and actresses would not come back either. No. But, so... Here is the only plot summary that exists, because there's not a there there is a, a little thing for it on Rotten Tomatoes. There's a thing for it on IMDb. Neither of which have a plot summary, but there is a plot summary from Wikipedia that reads like um, a scene from I think you should leave. Oh. The greatest show on TV. Yeah, The director of an asylum offers to the serial killer, Molly Keller, a chance to be submitted to a pilot unconventional mm. experiment in Prague in the Visa Institute. Molly accepts, and she travels to the clinic where Samuel, Dr. Samuel Weissa, uh developed a treatment using a virtual world. And Molly and deranged youngsters would be trial subjects. However, something does not work well in the experiment, and when the patients die in their trip... The same happens in the real world. I'd like to point out that Prague is in the Czech Republic. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's called Chechia now. So Czechia, the Czech Republic doesn't exist. So um, I would. But like, I like that his name is White in so, English. 
translated from German. Yeah, so this came out in um, in so, August of 2004 and is only 89 minutes. Yay. Sweet. That's probably me the best part of this film. So, according to um, the horror site Vegan Voorhees, you, which is like... <laughs> I love that. I know, it sounds pretty great. No, no, we're not making fun of you. It's just a great name. It is an amazing name. Even with the two even with two directors and four scribes, the creative team failed to even muster the most basic of chills. Are you afraid to mention the uh, Rotten Tomato score? No, no, I'm coming to that. Okay. The Rotten Tomato okay, first of all, you have to be fair. The tomato meter doesn't exist. Because there's not enough critic reviews. There's two. And um there's a hundred plus ratings for the audience score. At 14%. Now. Which is... Oh, wait, no. There's movie info. Murders occur at a mental mental institution after a descendant, Erin Karplunk, of Jack the Ripper undergoes an experimental procedure. She's a descendant? No, that's just what she says. Now, this says the release date is April 17th, 2020. That is incorrect. That has to be incorrect. Okay, because here's a review from 2011. This is a rotten tomato from a critic from... uh, Hey! Felix Vasquez Jr. Hey, we've read his Felix. reviews a few times. <laughs> From Cinema Crazed has one of the most nonsensical stories I've ever seen oh, in a film. God. Bill Gibron from DVDtalk.com in 2005 said, let's get the title-based buffoonery out of our collective system, shall we? Yes, Ripper 2 is a ripper off. That was a horrible pun. But a ripper, Boo. a rip off of what? Okay, Ooh, now, okay, like okay, okay. I am going to read you some of the reviews. There is a three-star review from Steve D. No. from June, June of 2020. Steve G or D? D. Oh. Steve D. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, says, I have seen it. <laughs> he says, effective, a horror film that I think surpassed the original. This guy sounds... Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> this guy sounds like an idiot. And then, um, spoilers, Jill the Ripper... Says Nate T, two stars. This doesn't offer much other than that, but still a good time killer. See, that's good. And I'll give you one of the... um, Give us a one star. The one star. An almost incomprehensible sequel to a decent slasher film. I don't understand what that means. Is there a parent's guide? Uh, There's not. Uh, We could make one. Ripper 2 attempts to blur the line between dream and reality, but in a way that is completely stupid instead of intelligent or intriguing. So it's just like Ripper 1. The film almost makes no sense. And not because it's too complicated or experimental, but because the writing sucks. So it's just like the first one. Yes. If if this one makes the first one look comprehensible, (laughs) this is bad news. Okay, 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 okay. Um, We've... It's 50 minutes in to the podcast. And we haven't watched the film yet. Let's turn on this movie. It's only in 89 minutes, though, so well, we're we going to be fine. We might end up just watching the whole thing and then coming back. I kind of like, want Stephen to give us, like, another re- <laughs> review. It just, it's increasingly <laughs> angsty. Actually. Just well, like Jill. I feel name? like. Um, I forgot her name from the first film. Molly. Molly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I made that name up. I don't know if that's actually... Molly is the character's <laughs> is name. Is it? Okay. Yeah, oh, the main I character. Alright, let's uh, let's watch the film. <laughs> Guys, there's no way to tell how far we are along. Too far. <laughs> and not far enough. <laughs> Both. Again, it's only 98 minutes altogether. What? I thought you said it was shorter than that. I thought it was under an hour and a half. Yeah, 98 minutes. You That's said an 89. hour and 30 minutes. That's an hour and 38. Oh. 
You said 89 minutes. I did. It's 89 minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Those nine minutes are between life and death. So, it's unclear if it is known that she's an actual serial killer. It's unclear everything. Well, first of all, the actress is very different. Very. But you guys had some stuff to say about her qualities as an actress. What? That she's better than the first one? Oh, yes. The thing, the the fake imaginary scene where she jumps across the desk and slices her, like, the hospital administrator's throat. Yeah. Was pretty well done. But it yeah. was in her head. It was. I wish she would have yeah. done it. So, we saw in the beginning, it was actually kind of a fun way to do this, there was these photos of basically, like, great-great-grandpa and his son, Right? And then great-grandpa and his son, grandpa and his son, and then dad and Molly. Yeah. So, and the premise is that our body, and this is actually something that is not untrue, it's based in reality, that we carry within our DNA trauma from the past. So, it is... Well, it's actually not the trauma that's in our DNA. Yeah. It's the amount of cortisol you produce. Yeah. But it, like, that's different. But that's the same fucking thing, John. It's not. It's like it's saying that, oh, DNA, I look at you and I just have so much oxytocin, it's not actually But love. that's not what the movie is saying. No, that's not what the movie no. is saying, but I think that's kind of the vibe, mm. what they're getting mm. at, where you're like yeah, intergenerational. Like, like, like generations of Holocaust survivors create, create yeah. more cortisol in their bodies. Yes, because of like... And they're more apt to be depressed. Yes. Now, in this case, the idea is that... Um, our lineage we can tap into and have memories of. Though, in reality, like, if, she, if Jack the Ripper is her great-great-great-granddad, she has, like, six more or eight more, right? Yeah, yes. So it's, like, it's very small in the DNA. But whatever. She's, unless like, 8% if, Ripper. Unless if they all had, like... Intermarried? Um, they married their own daughters? Oh, well, that's possible, too. But I'm saying I don't know how that genes work. Are they recessive genes to create more cortisol? Or yeah, well, in this genes? case, it's not cortisol. It's just straight up memories of your oh, grandpappy murder. Yeah, in this case, it's all magic. It's, it's all magic. basically magic. So basically, she cannot be helped Because like, like Charles Manson had children. Okay, be quiet. Who don't know that okay. they're their children of Charles okay, Manson. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because it's not true, John. But no, they had, we're they had trying children. to talk about no, I mean, the movie. Not, yeah. We have a podcast where we have to tell the people what the movie's about. And I'm trying to tell them. Okay. It's you've very got, you've serious. You've got more information from this movie already than No, I just the basic information <laughs> that she was in the loony bin. And, yeah. and as Stephen mentioned, she, or you mentioned as well, that she, there was a good scene where she killed the doctor but didn't. The doctor basically told her that she's got to go because, you know, she's loony and he can't help her. They tried everything else. And so uh, they send her to what's supposed to be Chechia. But filmed somewhere in the U.S., but it's actually in a mansion somewhere. Oh, it's filmed in the U.K. It's filmed in the U.K., so it's some kind of U.K. mansion that they're filmed in. It's very fancy. And so uh, and so she's taken, and she's immediately got a needle in her in her brain. We think. We're, we're, it looked we're, like it was just in her arm, but they, was, did, no, they, they did stick a needle in their brain. Yeah. Well, it looked like a drill like bit. A drill bit, yeah. Yeah, because they put in a bunch of liquid in her brain to help start, like, recession into, like, the virtual world. And oh, yeah. the so she ends up in Jack the Ripper times, but not Jack the Ripper because it's a bunch of ladies with their boobies out, like yeah. hung it, and being killed with in axes. a barn somewhere. Which I'm thinking it's in this mansion. Yeah, that's, I'm hoping that's what I'm thinking. I'm hoping it's his memories. 
What if that's the twist and he's the murderer? <laughs> and he's oh, always Lord. been the murderer. <laughs> okay, let's go. You're getting so much I'm more into s- this than I am. Okay, but you know what? You love it. There's a glitch in the Matrix, guys. There's a Whoa. glitch in this movie. Whoa. So it's a little unclear. So the first death has happened. <laughs> so is that a synopsis of the entire movie? It's a little unclear. <laughs> the first death has happened, and it is generic white girl number one who there actually was nothing wrong with her. She didn't have sex. All she did was get perved on by some creepy dude that was trying to get with her, and she's like, go get with someone else. I don't want to mess with you. And then he can he the dude stayed behind to watch her undress, yep. and all she did was put on a big oversized <clears throat> T-shirt and start reading a book. Mm-hmm. What she was just in her underwear, but or, she was wearing a big oversized. Or did it happen? Well, okay. Ugh, like, so then uh, I guess like you know, a murderer comes up to kill her. She starts running, and even though her room's on the third floor, she ends up in the murder dungeon from mm-hmm. the before. Comes back to the room, jumps out the window. Yeah. And somehow she manages to be like on the sixth floor. And somehow Molly comes to rescue her because she's fallen. Molly's trying to pick her up. Who's wearing the exact same outfit that, well, not the same, but she's, yeah. they got the uh, monster had a large cloak with yes. a hood over his head and Molly had a hoodie on yes. with a black uh, hood And so over. the girl's too scared to get help until she fell. Yeah. Molly tried to save her. The girl fell and fell on top of spikes, and Molly was falling and twisting around and around. And then it turns out it was in the Matrix. But but here's the thing about that: when uh, Molly was holding the girl, yeah, uh, you know, like don't let go, you gotta yeah. hold on, Jack. Um, the across yeah. the way, the guy, the musician guy, saw this happening and started running and ran off to get help. Yes. Will they circle back around to that? I don't know. But Molly's falling, uh, wakes up kind of, but clearly still super drugged. And you can hear the flat line. And you see the doctor giving CPR to the chick that died. Uh, Well, and she died in real life. Because what happens if you die in the Matrix, Steve? die in real life. And then we found that out. And also, um, all the doctors can read binary code. Is this in the Jason X universe? It should be. Oh my God! What if Jason just comes at the end of this and just clears oh, house? That'd be so much better. <laughs> yeah, the doctors. So they're doing like this uh, neuro simulation mm-hmm. to unlock your genetic memory, which just makes me nauseous. It's not a thing. Those words. By the way, that snoring is Maybell, baby a girl. frog princess, who but, is very small but so very loud. While they're. Uh, their information that they receive from the uh, scanners that they run on the brain are in binary for some reason. And not only that, the doctors that are operating on her can glance at the screen and read the binary. Yep. Which is impossible. (laughs) And it's also like not... I wish I was storing. I don't know a lot about um, computers and programming. I don't think it looks like that with like all the ones and zeros coming and crossing like it vertically and horizontally. What, programming? Like is it ones and zeros at all? <laughs> you can't see them. No, it's they're like, done in the background because you don't need to see them. If A cannot. happens, allow X to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty. Wow. It's pretty great. That brought me back flashbacks to when I used to program in the if then. So sequence. Molly yeah. has been Hello. told that the other girl has just gone back to England. Yeah. And that she's fine. She's gone up to a farm. 
upstate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what hey, did Molly dog that bit me? Molly decided kid. to, uh, you know, insert pen into Doctor's throat, but didn't. Um, but it was a ballpoint pen. You could probably she's, do a lot of harm with that. I don't think she can. She's murdered so many people with other. I know, but, but she uses she... knives. I know it could be the doctor the whole time. Let's go. The pervert has died, but yeah, we oh, kind of yeah. <laughs> we had a fifteen-minute pervert sequence of him watching lesbians touch each other with their boobs out. Well, it was a reason to show boobs in this movie. I know there's a lot of boobs, and then he was getting head by a like sex worker. Fourteen mm-hmm. boobs. And the sex worker got her head cut off, and he's like, "You don't need to stop." And he looks up, and he's like pulling yes, her head off because he was getting head. Get it? It's and her a head. Joke. But she didn't. She wasn't real because they're still in the matrix. Because there's this weird thing where, like, they think that they're, that, like, things are shut down for the day in the lab, so they get this weird, like, tour of Prague. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the doctor's being, like, so creepy. And now she, Molly is now, like, hooking up with the uh, guitar boy, which we didn't mention before, but there's a guitar boy. Yeah. And Who's he plays really sick riffs. Guitar. He's not playing guitar. No. But he did buy her a necklace that belonged to a beautiful heiress or countess or some bullshit. How did he know that? He was just making some nonsense. It's just a random necklace. He walked out of a gift shop. (laughs) Everybody is still in the Matrix. The doctor came out and was creepy, but it turns out it wasn't really the doctor. It's probably the figment of her imagination that is like, like Ripper or something. This hurts my head. And there is they're in the uh, simulation. Mm -hmm. They never left the simulation. And there is another entity within Yes, the but they're out of the simulation right now, though, right? No, no, they're yeah. in the simulation the talking simulation. to each other. Ugh. But the simulation has been shut down from within, so the doctor can't get them out of it without making them brain dead. Yeah. Because if you are taken out of the Matrix before you're taken out of the Matrix, before you pick up that yeah. phone that phone call, you die. then you die. <laughs> so basically, they have to find a phone box? Okay, <laughs> let's keep going. This is too much. It's a great movie, John. What? None of it was real. I hate this. Okay, so so the the only black character who was definitely British, we could tell because of the way he said flashlight, because it felt so foreign to him. Um, He dies, and everyone else dies. The boyfriend dies. The, she tells the Ripper that she w- liked having him outside of her, and then she kills herself in the simulation, and she dies. But then she's back in the simulation, and they're telling her that everyone's dead, but she's they've got her. She's got to go back in the simulation, and then we go back to the first, uh, the first scene, but we're back in the hospital that she was in. And we go around the loony bin, and every single person that was in the in the movie was there being crazy, except the uh, boyfriend that she liked uh, had a slit throat. The blonde lady had a slit throat, mm-hmm. um, and she's back in the first scene where she's looking at that doctor, and she's like, "It was all in a dream. It all wasn't real." And then she grabs the knife and and slaps him in the throat. I hate all this. So, um, let me ask you. Did she do that out there? I don't know. Because she was in the room. Or did she do it but before she was taken in and they didn't realize? And the doctor didn't realize because he was so busy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either, but I, I had a really good time. It was a very good birthday. 
And I really appreciate you I guys. I think you liked seeing how frustrated we both were. Yes, it was really good for me. That um, was bad. Can we get a Brewer's Brews up in here? Yeah, I had a whole bunch of Bell's um, Kentucky Mule. I believe yeah. it was called. Yes, Kentucky Mule, which was pretty delicious. Okay. I think Steve and I have both been drinking water. Were you drinking sweet tea? No. I had to get drunk for this. Water. Okay. This was bad. Yeah, you didn't have to get drunk. You already came to the... Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so Gross's Let Corner. Let me have this. Gross's Corner, Steve? The entire film. Oh, man. John says it's the entire film. Yeah, the entire film. This uh, I am upset that 89 minutes of my life... But you know what? This was better than the first Ripper. No. No, it's not. You know why? <laughs> because the first one was so stupid, I had to yell... I was yelling at the uh, screen. This one was so unremarkable that I could not... If you were to ask me what happened in this movie, oh, I could not tell so, you. So here's the thing. But the, the costume design was better. I don't care about any of that. Okay, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing. When we started watching this, I was pretty sure I'd seen Ripper 2. And then up until the end, I was like, I don't think I've seen this movie at all. Until the end, where I was like, I've, I've seen this movie. But you're yeah. right. So like, it was that unremarkable. Well, up until the end. The end didn't make any sense. <laughs> well, yeah, it was all in her mind the whole time. What was? Who shot JR? Nobody. It was all a dream. This, this whole thing was stupid. <laughs> um, I don't... I'm so who's dead? The grossest corner for me is all the boobs. I don't want to see boobs. There was only like 14 boobs. There were so many boobs. And also, why are you counting boobs? You just lost count. That's I was estimating boobs. Okay, so we did the Brewers, Brewers, and Grosses Corner. What is next, John? It is from the Stephen King Ooh. wheel, which is the massive wheel. So massive! Of all the things that must be and better than this garbage. And it doesn't even have all of the um, the sequels. No. The Shining. The Shining. I just put that on there so I would know that which there was version? more. The original. Ooh, oh my that's god, a that's a long oh, movie. Oh man! But that means it's going to go on the sequel wheel. Yeah. There was a reboot. That movie. No, they made a sequel to The Shining they're called yeah. Doctor, Doctor Sleep, Sleep, and that movie was amazing. But we will have to hit the reboot first. Yes. Oh, the miniseries with the guy from Wings. <laughs> I remember oh. that one. I love the was guy that? from Wings. Yeah. God. That was good. That you comes me, first. You got me so excited. But we're going to watch the original first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but this means... The original? The, the miniseries. The miniseries is not streaming anywhere. So Thanks. this means this goes on the wheel, and I'm going to have to fucking buy the miniseries on DVD. Maybe we'll be lucky, and it'll be attached to a bunch of others. There's, there is one that's attached to a bunch of others, but we have all the others. So oh, I might have to find a solo... Maybe whoever sold us this <sighs> off of their CD-ROM will also... They are laughing that I bought this from them. Hey, Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday to me. It's still my birthday for another four, uh, 55 minutes. Thank you for listening and being there with us. What's really funny about this is that um, we were 50 minutes in yeah. when, when you were finished with your recap, Steve. <laughs> and it has been 16 minutes of podcasting since then. Uh, um, I think we've well, broken Steven, John. Yeah. Well, I think the 50 <laughs> yeah. minutes were plenty... Like, that last 16 was just garbage. This movie's awful. <laughs> I think it was not bad. I just am what? very surprised that our podcast is going to run a normal length. Because, like, what we're telling people is that we're giving them a podcast about Ripper 2 Letter from Within 
There's no information about this movie online. There's nothing I could glean. Um, I've seen. I couldn't even remember the movie until like the very last scene, which well, I did remember. Think back to it. Try to make a synopsis of the movie. It like just kind of. What you know, It's like trying to remember a dream. This is an episode <laughs> of Buffy. Like the twist at the end is totally an episode of Buffy, and plus the Matrix. So this Buffy was... and the Matrix come together, and it's this movie. This movie was bad. I think. It was fine, but it was like her imagining she was a good person. I enjoyed watching this more than I enjoyed rewatching the first one. <laughs> there are too many levels in this movie. Do you think you'll enjoy watching The Shining more? Oh, yes. Oh. A million times more. I've seen The Shining 15 times, and I will well, way in, more enjoy there, watching it. There are too many levels in this movie. Like, because you have Wheels like, within wheels, You Steve. had the, the waking world, which you only glimpse in the beginning, and then yep. you had different levels of simulation that, yeah. that, that, but which that, ones were real well that's my point because she it. dies in the simulation and then she wakes up in the simulation because she was never in the simulation what? it was all imaginary yeah, it was all oh, imaginary. she never left the mental asylum in the first oh, place I want to punch this movie in the face oh man I just love you in this state I hate it's this movie adorable so much alright should that be it John there's just two things left to do uh, stay scared. And stay married. Please don't divorce me for this. <laughs> Goodbye. The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.